Savage Studios. This is the Savage Empire with your host, Mike Trainer. This is indeed the Savage Empire. I'm your host, Mike Trainer. Good to be back. Good to have you back. Sorry for the long layoff. I was battling a head cold and my voice sounded like shit, even worse than it does now. I'm just kidding. My voice is sexy as fuck. Um, boy, today might be a breaking news kind of day. So hopefully this happens while I'm recording and I will put this out. But according, see, we're going to, we're going to act cautiously here because if you've been on Twitter all day, as I record today is Tuesday, the 16th, currently at 3 41 PM. And if you've been on Twitter, you will see that Gary Sanchez RBW2, the resurgence guy, is out there claiming that the Olsen trade is just about done with him coming to the Yankees. Now, from what I see, it sounds like now we're still waiting on. Looks like Peraza, Voigt, Debbie Garcia, Austin Wells. And either Anthony Garcia or Everson Pereira. And who else? I think that's it. Are heading to Oakland. And we are getting Matt Olson. Seems like an overpay to me, but I'm not sure. But we're waiting. And, you know, I mean... This guy did break the Gallo trade, and he was credited for doing so. So I want to believe him, but we will hang out and make sure just to be on the safe side. Dan Rourke, who we know, everybody knows Dan Rourke. He's one of John Boy's guys, is out there saying that Gary Sanchez RBW2 might be right after all. So he's hearing that Austin Wells is definitely part of the deal. So we're waiting to hear. This could break at any moment. And if so, you're going to hear it first here. I mean, obviously, you'll hear it first on this podcast compared to everybody else. But before that happens, let's let's catch up on the news. It's been, uh, been a while since I've been on. So we'll start with... Uh, the Yankees declining the option on Jolie Rodriguez only to bring him back. It turns out, I guess, all in all, it's about five hundred grand cheaper than what he was going to get by picking up his option. So, good. I mean, he's really a left-handed specialist, so if they end up getting rid of the three-batter minimum rule, he might pay out handsomely. And I know that's one of the topics that will be discussed. So, hopefully that'll be the case, and then it'll look like a good deal. If not... You know, he'll do what he has to do, and then we'll get rid of him. Joey Gallo won a gold glove, his second in a row. This time as a Yankee, even though most of it would have been with Texas this year. But, you know, we'll claim it. No big deal. Uh, seems like Aaron Judge was snubbed for it. But he did win a Silver Slugger Award as the best-hitting right fielder in the American League. So, take that for whatever you think it's worth. Doesn't really matter. Um... Let's go on from there. 
And seems we have a new we have a new third base coach, Luis Rojas, former manager of the Mets, was actually introduced today, and he'll be uh, doubling as an outfield coach too. So that should be good. Uh, people seem to be pretty high on this. We'll see. I mean, he's a third base coach, and he'll up the outfield practice so you know whatever i don't care announce uh announce a hitting coach and then we'll go from there that's what i care about first base and third bases coaches you know just don't get a guy thrown out at home by 20 feet and we won't have a problem verlander showcased last week to scouts uh yankees were part of that uh reports hitting uh out there that he was hitting 95 to 97 on his fastball his breaking pitches look pretty good and there is a rumor out there that the Yankees are big on signing him. Could be a two-year deal. Uh, looks like he turned down the qualifying offer from Houston. I think was around 17, I think about 17.8 million if I heard right. But around there. So it looks like it'll take more than 20 million per year probably to sign him. So maybe the Yankees can... Get him at a little bit of a discount, but it looks like, you know, it'll probably be one or two years, probably about 20 per, maybe, you know, I heard a report out there that he wants 30, and if that's the case, see ya, we don't need ya. There's no way in hell they should pay that for a guy who's about pushing 40 years old. But if he is healthy and he's, uh, he says he wants to pitch till he's 45 and, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm skeptic. I'm skeptic because I remember how bad he was at the end of his career in Detroit before he went to Houston and miraculously became the best pitcher in baseball again. And he was already 37, 38 years old. So, you know, 36, 37. So I'm skeptic. And we know that, that, you know, Cole was there and he got really good too. And then there's the whole spider tack thing. So how's he going to look at 39 years old with no spider tack Coming to the Yankees, I mean, that's a lot of money to give to a guy that, you know, especially if it's a multi-year contract. So I'm a little skeptic. A lot of people are high on him, but just because you can throw 97 miles an hour doesn't mean you can locate it on a consistency anyway. So we'll see. I mean, what's to say he wasn't using spider tack in his showcase? It's not like there's umpires there checking him. Just something to think about, all right? We'll keep that between us. Yankees have been talking to Rizzo's agent. They've been talking to Carlos Correa's agent, Corey Seager, uh, Freddie Freeman now, who declined his option with Atlanta. There's a lot of people out there, and of course, we're waiting to see if they do, in fact, get Olsen. And I keep checking my phone as I'm recording here, so we're going to, you know, hopefully this breaks through. And then I'll I'll announce it, and everybody can... Uh, you know, hear it here first before uh, you listen to any of your other podcasts that are going to be recording it after I do. So, boom. Uh, I still think everybody wants to get uh, Correa. So it looks like the money is going to go towards filling a shortstop hole. And if we trade, if we trade players... Off the 40-man, let's say that offer is correct for Olsen. 
So that would clear up. Let let me slide down here. How many spots? So Garcia's on the forty man. That opens up a spot. Uh, keep keep going, keep going. How the fuck is Nick Nelson still on this team? Is that right? Nick Nelson is on this team. He should be waived. Austin Wells is not on the forty man. Peraza is on the 40-man, so that clears up two spots right there. Luke Voigt, so that's three spots cleared up on the 40-man. There's room to be... Uh, there's room to be made here still because you still have Andujar, you have Clint Frazier, who I really... I'd be very surprised if the Yankees bring them back. Especially Clint. You know I'm a big Clint guy, but I just, I don't know. It, 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 I, I really don't. Andujar, maybe. Probably cheap anyway. But, so, anyway, that'll open up three spots. Chris Glitton, uh, Gittins is on the 40-man. I, I expect him to be moved or released. I really, depending on how many moves they're going to make, there's a lot of maneuverability here just looking at the 40-man roster there's some guys that have to be protected like uh Luis Heel and uh Luis Medina who people have speculated might get moved too but if you get Verlander as a free agent and Olsen so that'll be two you have one extra spot left on the 40-man by this trade alone if indeed is true so we will wait and see, and that way there's still moves to be made. So we'll keep an eye on that. I'll go over to 40-man a little bit. Let me just finish the news and notes. So Seager is interesting because everybody's high on Korea. Seager's left-handed, and I kind of see them going that route only because he's left-handed. I partly think because he'll end up being cheaper too. Now, you all know that Correa is not going to take less. And I've been saying this for weeks now, and people just don't want to hear it, or they just don't care, because I'm hearing a lot of, you know, it's a billionaire who has to pay it. Why are you acting like it's your money? No, I'm not acting like it's my money. All right? And if it was up to me, I would pay the best free agents out there and get them to this team, especially if they fill a need. And Carlos Correa definitely does feel a need, despite how I feel about him. Because I don't want to be a hypocrite when I have people like Chapman and Domingo Horman on this team who have done way worse, you know, real world, real life stuff than what Carlos Correa has done, who has just cheated the game of baseball. Literally was not punished for it anyway. That's neither here nor there. If he helps the team win, I will cheer for him just like I did for Herman and just what I did for Chapman because you know what? I live in the real world and despite how I feel about these people, I care about the team. Right or wrong. All right? There's no moral high ground because if there was a moral high ground, the Yankees would have gotten rid of these guys already. I live in the real world where in sports, if the athlete can be can contribute to the team in any kind of meaningful way the teams will always look the other way and if it's up to you as as you know personally 
personally, if you want to follow the team or don't follow the team, we've been through this before. It's up to you. I hold no judgments, just as I would hope you would not judge me for simply being a fan. All right? These people need to straighten out their own lives. That's not my job. I root for my team. So if Correa ends up coming to this team, it will be. Now, the years may differ. But somehow, come hell or high water, it will be a $350 million plus contract. All right? I doubt you can get him any less than that. All right? Remember that the Mets have, uh, what's his name over there now? I'm drawing a blank. I don't know why. But you know who I'm talking about. You're probably saying it to right now through your radio or through your phone. All right? They gave him a 10-year $340 million. It's going to start at three fifty. I'm telling you right now, the average annual will be $35 or higher a year. Okay? Are you willing to give Correa a $35 million a year deal? And that's on the lowest end. For up to 10 years, maybe, possibly, at 27? Maybe they can get the year shortened, but they might have to pay more. Because he's going to be looking for his biggest cash in year, his biggest cash in contract for the, for his career. All right, or are you willing to give someone like Corey Seager a five or six year? You might have to go thirty million. Everybody's saying it's a three hundred million dollar deal, but it's going to be less years. They can probably get him for a five or six year deal, and I'd be just fine with that. Move him over to third when uh, Anthony Volpe is ready who the Yankees are very high on, and and you you better believe they will absolutely not trade him. So we will, you know, we'll have to keep an eye on that. All right? I I would prefer to overspend on someone like uh, Marcus Simeon, who you can definitely move the third, who has played second base. You can move them all around for two or three years and maybe you pay him I don't know what he got this year in Toronto but certainly he would come less than Corey Seager and definitely less than Carlos Correa and he's older than them too he's already in his 30s but he's someone you can move around and his bat I mean Christ he's an MVP candidate this year he hit 40 what 41 home runs I believe that's that's incredible I would almost rather go with him all right Olsen Verlander, Marcus Simeon, you're saving money. I know it's not my money. We've we've already established this. But think about it, people. When you're going to have to pay judge, either this offseason or next offseason, and it might cost you more next season. If the Yankees win the World Series this year and judge is a big part of that, which we assume he will be, he's going to command a big contract. And he's at he'll be, he will be 31 years old by the end of next season, looking for his first and only big contract. There will be no team discount. I know he wants to be a Yankee for life. You know. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm texting here. But. He will have to get paid. And he will have more than $30 million. 
So you will have someone like, and I've said this before already, but some people need to keep hearing this because they think that Hal Steinbrenner, just because he reset the tax threshold, that just means that he will go over it, but he will still pay less. All right, but he's not going to blow through it. He is not going to have a $400 million payroll, especially with the new CBA coming out. We don't know what technically the salary cap will be, even though there is no salary cap. This is the luxury tax basically is a salary cap. Now, I personally believe that there should be a salary floor because we want teams to have to spend money. The more money that teams spend, the more that there's a competitive balance and not just top-heavy. We don't want these little teams to be kind of like like the Pittsburgh Pirates are, where they just develop good players, but because they can't pay them, they ship them out. Now, we'll have to see what happens. But the Yankees aren't going to just go crazy, because they, you know, if the, if the tax threshold, which is at, I believe two hundred and ten million could be reduced to two hundred. Could be reduced to one ninety. Doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot when your payroll when you're adding players. Plus, in two years they're gonna have to pay Olson a big time deal. You already have Stanton, who you can't move. He ain't going nowhere unless he wants to. Cole is never going to go anywhere. You have DJ who's, who makes 17. And that's a reasonable deal. All right. You're going to have to start paying guys. What if Glaber finally gets back to the player he, he used to look like when we thought he was going to be a superstar? Well, guess what? He's going to have to get paid. And what if Gary has a resurgence? And he's going to have to get paid. Or you're going to have to move on. Or these kids in the minors are going to be ready. See, we need to know. It's It really comes down for the Yankees if the kids in the minors will be ready by the end of next year. Some of them. All right? Because if they're going to have to pay some people, then guys who are making, you know, what we would consider to be a fair contract, like, you know, the the Urshelas of the world who are going to be making less than $10 million and and Gary who will be making less than... 10 million probably, you know, the people like that are going to be gone because if we're going to be top heavy in salary, then we're going to have to have kids come in who make next to nothing in salary to balance that out. Because I'm telling you right now, you people have to understand this, that Hal Steinbrenner is not like his dad. He is not going to spend the kind of crazy fucking money that you people think he's going to spend. You, you know, some people out there are just insane. They almost believe that, that, you know, it's going to be a fucking spending frenzy out there. It's crazy. Now, I'm going to log into my profile real quick. I had posted the other day about people being a GM. I wanted to see how some people would fix the team. On Twitter, and I gotta find a thread. Okay, here it is. And I and I texted some people. Some people you might know. Okay, so we will start with uh, the food guy, MJ. 
at let me find his Twitter handle, excuse me. At MJ Taurus twelve thirty. A lot of you guys know him. Uh he has a great show on YouTube. And well, you know, he's the food guy. He's awesome. If you're on Yankees Twitter, you know him. MJ's awesome. So MJ would add Rizzo, Correa, and Sterling Marte, subtract Voigt, Hicks, Clint, Anduhar, Torres, and keep Sanchez. One starter and a little more bullpen help. Which is great. And and you know what? Honestly, all the big money right there goes right into Correa. Rizzo probably isn't going to cost a whole lot of money because of his age at 32, even though he's not old, but he's up there in age. Sterling Marte, I think, will be more reasonable than people think. Probably around four years, $60 million, something like that, around there, is what I had heard. Might get it done, which isn't too bad. I mean, considering it's $20 million, well, not twenty million, a little, little, little less than that, but it's not bad. That's pretty good. So, not bad, MJ. Not bad. Uh, Page jumped in there at Better Girl. Uh, swap Seeger for Cray and save a little bit more money from the arm barn, which I love. I love that she said that. It makes me laugh. It's so funny as shit. Uh, Almada at New Jack Polo. Said, might be a little thin on the Marte trade. Signed Trevor Story at 130 million, five years. Resigned Rizzo at 85, four years. He thinks that he has some trades here too. Let me read that if I can pop it up. Okay, so they get Marte, the second baseman from the Diamondbacks. All right. He has Floriel, Herman, Montero. Sweeney and Glaber Torres going over there. And the Yankees get Marte. Then he has, all right, you ready for this? They get Shane Bieber from the Cleveland Guardians. They're the Guardians now. They actually, funny, a quick side note about that. They settled their lawsuit with the roller derby team in Cleveland for the rights of the shared name, which is funny as hell. So he has us sending the Martian, Dominguez, Garcia, Medina, Schmidt, Voigt, and Volpe. Volpe. To get Shane Bieber. That is a lot. Honestly, I mean, I, I told people I wouldn't judge. But I got to tell, and I told him this in the tweet too. I said, listen, I, they're not moving Volpe. But it is you're playing the role of, of Cashman. If you believe that this will get the team fixed, that's a, that's a lot to give up in my opinion. But. He is the GM in this uh, scenario. So, okay. Uh, well, here we go. My my friend and fellow podcaster, you all know her, Emily Nyman, at M She Does It, says she would trade for Olsen and Manea, sign Correa, extend Judge. I love it. And I agree 100%. She's hundred percent right. And, 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 and right now is the time to extend judge. So my point is for this proposed Olsen trade, I feel like that's a lot to give up for, for him. I know it's two years controllable, but he is making $17 million this year. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a, it is a, a pretty hefty amount 
Now I know he's only I, I believe they said he was 27 I have to look up his age You know and you got him for two more years of control Then you're going to have to extend him Which you might have to do next year Just to try to get him cheaper I feel like you should get someone like a Manea back for, for this kind of talent we're sending over there Especially if the trade offer is correct that we are hearing Nothing new on it so far Believe me I'm still I'm still checking Let's see what else we got uh, Smitty at Smitty Diddley Ed Marte, Olsen, Seeger, and Gosman. See, I like that. Kevin Gosman. That's a that's a that's a good low key signing right now. He would definitely come. I mean, would he come cheaper than Verlander? Or roughly the same amount? Gosman has pitched. So I, I don't know. Subtract Frazier, Andujar, Hicks, and Voigt. He wants to get rid of Hicks. Uh, Voigt, I believe, is going to be traded anyway. Frazier and Andujar, I I think, I don't know. I don't know. A lot of people want them gone. They both have options. And signing them as injury risk players, Andujar looks like he's totally over it, but he's basically learning how to be an outfielder. Maybe as somebody, if he lights it up in, in AAA, they can trade later on down the line. So I would probably bring him back. Clint Frazier is, I don't know anymore about Clint. And, and Cashman has been really cryptic about it. I don't know if they even offer him arbitration. He ends up becoming a free agent. Or maybe somebody out there will take a, a flyer out on him and you can trade him for something. Or you bring him back. And... Bring him back and maybe he's somebody you can trade later Or he's injury insurance I mean if he can stay healthy I don't know Sports Dudes Another fellow podcaster Good dude Even though we argue a lot Trade Gary and a pitcher for Tucker B Sign Rizzo Correa Snuck this one in Gardner Max Verlander Iglesias the pitcher Look in on Chapman See what it'll take And beg teams to take Miggy and Clint I told him I liked how he threw Gardner in there. He says the price free agency. (laughs) Fucking guy. Makes me laugh. Uh, And I would definitely do it. I don't see Scherzer coming here as when he was being traded. Say he did not want to come to New York. Both New York teams. So why would he want to come here now? I don't know. Plus, it's you know, he... The fact that he was not available for a World Series game, and I think this has been the second time, I think the one time with the Nationals and then this time around, because of, it, from what I'm guessing it was an injury, kind of scares me a little bit. But, you know, he's a great pitcher, no doubt. Verlander, I think, I'm starting to believe that it may be a possibility he does come here. We'll we'll see. I don't know Rizzo. Rizzo I like because it's 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 cheaper. It only costs money. You don't have to give anybody up. But if I had my preference, and let's take the trade for Olson out of the deal, because obviously, I believe most people would think they would rather have Matt Olson, an elite first baseman, defensively and offensively, left-handed. Uh, 
obviously the short porch, he would balance out the lineup just himself. Would be great. Okay, now let's take that out of the equation. Let's go to strictly free agent route. Now I would, for the same age, I would rather have Freeman than Rizzo. Defensively great still and is still hitting like a superstar. Rizzo is probably on the downside. You can get him cheaper than what it would cost to get Freeman. But if I had my option, if it was me, I would go get Freeman. Who the Yankees have checked in on, but obviously if the if the Olsen deal goes down, that's the end of that. So, well, like I said, we're going to keep an eye on it here. And we still have some time left in the show, so hopefully this will break before I before I end. Otherwise, I'm going to be recording another episode soon. Uh, so the, the Yankees are interested in Sterling Marte. They looked in on him. And then there was a report of the Yankees and the Mariners checking in on Brian Reynolds from the Pirates because, you know, it's the Pirates. and Why not? Because apparently we love trading with them. They're the new goddamn... Uh, <laughs> Twins that the Yankees used to trade with back in the 60s. That's how we got uh, Roger Maris and other players. Excuse me. Brian Reynolds would be awesome. All right. And then that would turn Hicks either as a trade piece or turn him into what essentially would be our fourth or fifth outfielder, which would be great. Because then you got someone like Brian Reynolds who you can just basically throw out there every day. I believe he's a switch hitter. So that covers the lineup. And he plays, he's, he's a fantastic player. From what I've seen in the highlights, I, I, I don't follow the Pirates, so I don't really care. But from what I've seen, the kid looks like he could be a stud. Which would be great. Plus, you have the rotation now. And if they wanted to trade Gallo, which I believe they will... They will come to terms with him in arbitration because I believe they may try to trade Gallo. Now, this is just me. I haven't heard any speculation or any rumors. I don't have sources. But to me, it makes more sense because Gallo and Judge will become free agents after next season. There is no way in hell they will be bringing back both of them, especially with Stanton there. And Hicks possibly still there. And they definitely are going to, to add. And if Floriel becomes somehow in the mix of this, like if he if he turns into the stud, they hope that he will be in AAA this year. He may be an, a very inexpensive option to finally keep up in the majors. And then there's always the lingering chance that they bring back Gardner for another 25 years. You know. He'll block more of the younger players like he always does. And, you know, maybe somebody else out there. But I would like that they have enough outfielders that they can do a rotation throughout the year to keep a lot of these guys healthy. And with Stanton being able to play in the outfield, that DH spot finally becomes what it was supposed to be. Was that a guy who needed a half a day off no permanent DHs. We don't need it. Now, obviously, Stanton will be the primary DH because he's not going to play in the outfield a whole lot, but you know, maybe one or two days a week would be just fine with me. 
And if he feels like he can handle more, maybe three. And you just you can give Judge a day off, and you can give Gallo a half a day off or whatever. Or if, if any one of them are slumping, that's what this does. And if you add that extra outfielder, that makes it even better. Because it really guards against injuries. And if Hicks can stay healthy this year and contribute, I still think he's a good player. And they're not paying him a lot of money. People think his contract is shit. It's not that bad. Considering, what does he make? $10 million a year? That, that's really nothing. Considering. So we'll keep an eye on that. But the Brian Reynolds trade would probably cost a lot. Depending on what they give up or what they don't give up. In terms of an Olsen trade. To me, that seems like a lot. But we're waiting to hear. Alright, we're still checking. Let me refresh the feed. And I just want to say a quick thank you to those people who responded to my uh, my uh, GM thing. Uh, Yankees reporting interest in Luis Castile, so that would be a trade too, and that would cost a lot. Now, are the Yankees this year, are they going all for it? Is it going to be one of those... We're going to make trades, and we're going to we're going to empty the farm system, except for you know a few guys. I'm wondering. So let's see. It's crazy. Scoops, <laughs> Gary Sanchez, RBW, names are being finalized in the Olson deal and pending medicals. Here is the package. So you're saying Peraza, Voight, Debbie Garcia, Austin Wells. Either Anthony Garcia or Everson Pereira. And for what they're thinking is Wells will end up projecting to be a first baseman instead of a catcher. From what I'm hearing, he's not very good defensively, but I haven't seen him. That just means that that almost guarantees that Gary is going to be back. But we'll see. Uh, still waiting to hear on it. Nothing imminent right now. But I'm. I don't know. We're hoping. We'll see. We'll see what happens here. Olsen would be very big for this team. Red Sox are eyeing for Javi Javier Baez. That's a lot of. That, that'll cost him some money. So we'll keep an eye on it. We'll keep an eye on it. Haven't seen anything yet. (laughs) Syndergaard went to the Angels for a one-year $21 million deal. That's, That's crazy. Now, for a guy who's pitched two innings in two years, Anaheim really must have wanted them because I don't even see the Yankees doing that. You know how they love uh, reclamation projects. So, uh, Drinking my protein shake, excuse me. All right, let's get back to the news. So Passon thinks that the Yankees are probably going to... He thinks that they're going to get C- uh, Simeon or Corey Seager. Simeon is the guy I want personally. I think it would be cheaper and there's more flexibility with him later on down the line. You get somebody like Correa for 10 years, 
he's locked in, and then Volpe will have to translate to another position, third or second. And there's too much uncertainty here about what we can do with, you know, some of the guys that are there now. Urshela have to be moved at some point, probably soon, depending on what they want to do. Uh, Glaber, is, I don't know what they're going to do with him. I feel like they're they're holding on hopes, but I but I would think that this is his last chance to straighten his shit out and get back to the player they they hope. Judge wants to finish his career here, and we'll see what happens with that. Now, in terms of a hitting coach, if the Yankees are going to go full heel and really break into the whole evil empire type of deal, then they should hire Carlos Beltran as their hitting coach. And why not, right? Bring him back home. You know, everybody's going to think he's cheating or we're cheating anyway, If we, especially if we bring in Correa. You know, it, it doesn't matter. What matters is how we win this year because you know what? The league has proven that if you cheat, nothing will happen. If you're suspected of cheating, even less. It doesn't matter. What matters is results, and we're learning that. And honestly, we haven't won since 09, and it's getting a little tiring. So let's read... The active forty man, well, the forty man roster, and see where there's going to be moves made. Okay, so Abreu, who I think will be locked in, I think he's going to take a step forward next year too. Zach Britton, as soon as they're going to be able to do it, will obviously put him on the sixty day IL, effectively ending his season because he will. He's getting Tommy John, or he had it already, and he will not be available next year. And if he is, it won't be till the end of the year. And that's not somebody you can count on. He'll be a free agent after that. So his Yankee career is effectively over. Chapman is on the final year of his deal coming up. You got Cole, Nestor Cortez, Debbie Garcia is somebody that I think, personally, that if he has a good year in AAA, if he starts off hot, by the trade deadline, they should look to move him. Because I honestly don't think that the Yankees feel like he's ever really going to be a contributor for them. And if not, then we're just wasting his potential. And if you hold on to him too long, he will be worth nothing. And last year was a rough year for him. And he surely lost a lot of trade value where the Yankees could have moved him. If they didn't believe in him in that playoff game, by only starting him for an inning, then you're never going to use him. And if he lights it up in AAA, if he can get back to what he was a couple years ago, then you move him. You move him out fast. And maybe you can get something good for him. All right. Uh, Herman. Don't know what they're going to do with him. He's up for arbitration. My guess is they'll bring him back. Luis Heal is somebody who's proven that he can pitch in the majors. And I would love to see him get a shot this year. Now, for me, 
and, and I've said this in other episodes, that I believe that the Yankees, they won't do it, but they should. They should go to a six-man rotation. All right, it will stretch out the starts. It will keep the strain off of these pitchers, the starting pitchers. You don't have to, I mean, not that they pitch more than four or five innings anyway. But, you know, I guess it comes down to how much you're paying these guys and then you're giving them an extra day off of rest. But I think it would keep them a lot fresher, okay? Now, Tylon, you know, just had a surgery and he's coming back and he should pitch a little bit more this year. But some of these guys, especially when Cashman likes to bring guys back from injury and the reclamation projects that he loves the, the, the fucking sign, seemed to tire out at the end of the year. Now, Kluber was just destroyed after his no-hitter. And he was hurt, and then he came back, and he was eh, he was all right. You know? But now you got Severino, who should be on a full workload, but even he's going to have to build his innings. You're going to have to skip starts here and there. Now, they won't go to a six-man rotation, but someone like Luis Heel could be that guy who is their unofficial sixth starter. More or less. Yorendis uh, Gomez. I don't even remember seeing him this year. Chad Green, Clay Holmes, Michael King, Lasagna, Luke Lucas Luke oh, I You know, I just butcher his fucking name every time. Luis Medina, who is on the 40 man. He's not ready. He's in the minors. But this kid projects to be a stud. So... A lot of teams are going to be looking for him. Is he going to get traded? We'll have to see. Montgomery. Fucking Nick Nelson needs to go the fuck away and never come back. Release him. Trade him for a fucking bag of balls. I don't care. Get rid of this cowboy fucking clown and get rid of him. Like now. Fucking done with him. Peralta, Rodriguez, Clark Schmidt, who I hopefully can see something out of him this year because his stock is starting to drop. Severino and Tylon. Now Tylon probably will start the season on the IL. So that's going to open it up for some of these kids to show what they can do. All right, catchers, they added Donnie Sands to the you know 40 man. They didn't want to lose him, and actually he's on the major league roster. Gary Sanchez. And Higashioka, I believe that, see, you know, this is where, this is where it, it bothers me a little bit. All right. Because Gary is probably the best option at catcher, but I feel like you can't come back next year with Gary and Higashioka as, as the, the catchers. So maybe someone like Donnie Sands who had a hell of a year, can replace Higashioka. We'll have to we'll have to see. It may end up being the same again. He's a little younger. I, I got to look up his stats to see what he did in uh, AAA. But from, you know, from what I've seen, let me click on him and see what it says. He had a he had a pretty good year last year, and that's why the Yankees didn't want to lose him. Why am I not seeing it? All right, never mind. Doesn't matter. So, I have three catchers and only two spots. I'm not going to carry three catchers when 
the season starts, obviously. So something's going to have to be done. Gittins in the minors, he could be a potential somebody that they trade just to open up a spot if they need to or end up releasing if something comes better. I mean, he's we saw what he can do, and he's not really somebody we think can be a long-term solution here at first base. Uh, LeMahieu is obviously there. Odor, I would kind of love to see them get rid of him. The only reason why they're keeping him is because the Texas Rangers are paying goddamn 99% of his contract other than I think we're paying him five hundred grand. So, you know, basically the league minimum. Peraza is probably going to get moved. Glaber, Urshela, Voight, Tyler Wade. Now, Tyler Wade becomes interesting because he is basically your super utility guy. But with moves that are being made, does it make him expendable? So we'll have to see. Andujar, Floreal, Clint Frazier, Gallo, Hicks, Judge, and Stanton. And we'll have to see what happens with Clint and Andujar. Floreal, I don't think, is going to get traded. I don't believe his stock is that high anyway. I'd be very surprised they move him. I'm sure they would. But we'll have to keep an eye on him too. So that's the 40 man. So there are moves to be made. Plus they have their, the I think they have to finalize their rule five guys soon, you know, and, and to protect some of these guys from being moved like Volpe and, and, and Dominguez people, you know, they're, they're top prospects basically from being moved and some, some of their gems. I haven't seen the list yet, but we'll talk about that when that happens. And let's see. Let's give another quick look to Twitter. Apparently. Dead air. Nothing yet. So. We will see. All right. And if it does break through, we're going to, we're going to have an episode about it, but I, as I told, uh, Gary Sanchez, RBW two, I'm sure doesn't listen to this show. Cause he's too busy talking to his sources. That this is like his big moment. If he is proven to not know what the fuck he's talking about, he might as well deactivate his account because he is going to be fucking dragged like you wouldn't believe. His reputation is on the line. The ratio will be the biggest in Yankee Twitter history for sure. Uh, Dan Federico has not heard anything about any rumors. Going through the timeline. Uh, nothing yet, but I'm trying to see if, uh, people like Jack Curry, nothing, nothing. Passing hasn't said anything yet. And it doesn't look like anything yet. Now he did tell us that, you know, to keep by our computers for a couple hours and everything should be breaking and we're past that deadline already. So, I mean, I didn't want to make this episode about him, but. 
it's a big part of what's going on in Yankee land today. And unfortunately he has made himself a story to be talked about. And I try to report what's going on in the Yankee land. And that includes what's going on in Yankee Twitter, because a lot of times, you know, it, it ends up becoming a thing when players engage with some of our brethren out there and people like this who claim to have sources on the inside. You know, if he's right, I'm going to give him all the credit in the world. If he's wrong, you're never going to hear me talk about him again. Other than like, oh, you know, he was wrong. If Olsen ends up getting traded to somebody else or he doesn't get traded at all, we're going to find out. But that is about it then. I'm going to close it off here. Oh, you know what? You got a couple more minutes. Stick with me for a few more minutes. Uh, So I'm going to talk about what I would do if I was the GM. If I was Brian Cashman, how I would fix this team. Okay. I think the bullpen is pretty much set. Somebody's going to have to replace uh, Britain. But I think for the most part, we're set. I'm sure we'll we'll get somebody as we go in the offseason towards the end of it once we figure out what the rate is out there. I think I would go after Verlander. I'm kind of tempted to see he ends up being one of those pitchers who has killed us over the years. And maybe if he's got any bit of Justin Verlander left in him, then maybe we can have him help us win for once instead of being the one that killed us. And I remember in the early 2000s, him just killing us in the playoffs with goddamn, you know, Detroit and just hating the guy, hating him. And, of course, we all know who he's married to. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of us wouldn't mind that either. But if he has anything left and it only cost us money that, you know, two years regardless, he'll be off the books. Because even if he wants to pitch to 45, you know, if he helps us win now, then we don't need to bring him back after that. He can go anywhere else and have his swan song. I would take a shot at him. But like I said earlier, I'm I'm skeptic about how he will be able to pitch this year. But part of me and my gut says to go after him. I don't know why. I really don't have a reason, but I think he can sure up the rotation. There is also the possibility out there. We didn't talk about this. I just remembered it now that Tanaka can quite possibly be somebody the Yankees look to bring back. He ha- He's in, a, I believe, a two-year deal with his Japanese team, but he does have an opt-out. So if the Yankees came calling, he would most likely opt out. There's, there's no other team he's going to play for. So it's either the Yankees or Japan. All right? He'll stay in Japan if the Yankees don't come back, and then, you know, if they, they're definitely not going to come after him next year. So he'll finish out his career in Japan rather than play for another American team. But, you know, it looked like he held up pretty good, and that goddamn elbow has not fucking killed him yet. 
it looks like he'll make it through the rest of his career. Now, it, it robbed him of being an ace, but it didn't rob him of being a bulldog for us. And, you know, he could easily pitch to a high three ERA, low four ERA, which is not bad for somebody who would essentially be our fifth starter. And we know what he can do. So it's definitely somebody to, you know, keep an eye on. I don't think, I, I mean, it would it would come down to me between Verlander, someone like Robbie Ray I would love to get, who may end up winning the Cy Young this year. And with uh, Toronto signing uh, Barrios to a seven-year uh, contract, do they have the money to bring, uh, you know, Robbie Ray back? What's it going to cost to get him? We're, we're, we're going to talk about a lot of this stuff as we go. But I would take him in a heartbeat and have him be like a co-ace with Cole. I mean, that's something that we kind of need right now. And if Severino can prove to be what Severino is is capable of being, then that's a three-headed fucking monster that nobody's going to want to see. That's that's three out of five in a series right there. And if we have Montgomery pitching good and a Luis Heel and Tylon, if he's good, and, you know, if you throw somebody in like a Verlander, you know, I don't know how much they want to spend on the rotation where the pitching was pretty good this year. It really was the offense that failed us. Now, I would definitely trade for Olsen. But I don't know if I'm willing to give up all. I might be willing to give up Peraza and Wells. But not Pereira in that case because I feel like you're giving already too much. Voight for Olsen is kind of a wash in terms of we have to give him somebody. But you know, a five-player deal for one player seems a lot, if we're, especially if we're not getting anything else back. And I, I don't know if I if I can do that. And a lot of people might think I'm crazy, but that's a lot to give up. I mean, you're giving them a first baseman this year in Voight, who, if healthy, can hit 40 home runs a year. And yeah, he's not going to make shit. He'll be, you know, he might get a raise to like. Eight nine million dollars this year, compared to the seventeen they would have to pay Olson, which is nothing. And if we're giving up an Austin Wells, who can hit, and will end up projecting to turn him into a first baseman, you know we might be giving them their next stud first baseman, and then Peraza, who's a, who is a stud shortstop, and then Pereira too on top of that, who's a pretty good hitting outfielder. That's that's a lot. And Debbie Garcia, I can give two shits about. I'm I'm wanting to move him anyway. But I don't know. We'll have to see. I don't know if I would make that deal. But I would try to get him at a deal that's more benefiting to me. If not, then I'm going all in on Freeman where it just costs cash. Because there isn't, it doesn't look like, unless the Yankees decide to turn Austin Wells into a first baseman, we don't really have a stud first baseman in the minor leagues that I know of. Now, let me know if I'm wrong. If somebody out there who really follows the minor league baseball of the Yankees, let me know. If there's some kid out there that I maybe have not seen or heard of. I try to pay attention to these things, but I 
I don't see it. Now, if Austin Wells is that kid, then we shouldn't be moving him. Or if we're going to move him, then it should be a little less in the trade. I would throw cash in that deal to keep one of our top prospects because you might want to move one of them later on. But that's just me. Maybe Oakland doesn't see it that way. I mean, they're crying poverty. You figured $10 million in cash or something like that would be nice to get. Um, so like I said, either Olsen or Freeman, and if none of that works, go back to Rizzo and, you know, I would definitely sure up first baseman with a defensive player who can hit. Now I would look to move Urshela if he has any kind of decent trade value only because I would be able to stick LeMahieu there permanently at third, who I think can handle it. He's not as good as Urshela, but he would be more than capable. And if we end up signing a stud shortstop who has great range, that'll help DJ out anyway. So you can lose a little bit of defense at third to get DJ, who's not going anywhere, a consistent position to play, and then go out and get a Correa or a Seeger or a Simeon. So... That's what I would do. Now, me personally, I would go after Simeon to be able to move in a couple years for Volpe, who I believe will be ready by then. He's going to fast track this year. He's only in single A, but I'm I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't be surprised if this year he ends up in triple A, at least at the end of the year. He'll definitely go through. He might start off in in double A this year and then go through triple A. Now, if he's ready at the end of next year and then can compete, the following spring training and potentially win the job, then that's why signing somebody like Simeon would be smart because then you could move him to third and then decide on what you want to do with Glaber. And if you decide you don't want to extend Glaber, maybe you can trade him during the season or let him walk. Or sign them and then trade them. I mean, I don't know what they want to do, but there's options here. But if you sign someone like a Corey Seager or Carlos Correa, that's going to log jam any kind of movement, especially if the Yankees truly believe that Anthony Volpe or Volpe or whatever is the guy. All right. I feel like a lot of what they're doing revolves around the timetable of this kid and then you throw in someone like Dominguez, too, who probably will be ready in two two to three years. And if he's, you know, the guy that they think he's going to be, who is like a Mike Trout, well, then we'll, you know, we could have a hell of a couple kids coming up. The point is to try to get younger and better. Now, that whether that's bringing in established players, or trying to make room for the kids in a couple years, all while trying to win now. So they can go top-heavy on salary right now. But in a couple years, they're going to have to figure it out. Actually, less than that. Definitely by next year, because it's going to be Gallo and Judge, who are going to have to be paid. And they're not paying both of them. Gallo's younger. so. It may come down to who has the better year and who has the most trade value at the trade deadline. All right. These are things you got to keep an eye on. 
All right. And always remember that it's business. You have to take your emotions out of it because remember what Cashman said, and I've said this before. He said this on the K show a couple years ago. My job is to find somebody better than you. All right. This is a guy who basically runs this team. He has no emotion about it. He will try to upgrade at every position if he thinks he can. So always keep that in mind. All right. So, I mean, it's flexibility and payroll control is the key. Because I'm telling you, and 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 I'm going back to the beginning of the episode, Cashman will not be allowed to spend the kind of money that he would probably want because Hal Steinbrenner has never shown that willingness to just spend like a drunken sailor before, ever. Right? He spent on coal because I believe... That Cashman, you know, and he said that was his white whale that he's always tried to get. And I believe that he went to Hal and he says, this is the guy and we have to get him. And I'm sure it was a hard sell. And he said, this is how much it's going to cost and we might have to overpay. But this is the guy. How many of those do you think Cashman will be allowed to get away with? Will he be able to come to Hal this year and say, Correa is the guy and it's going to cost us 35 or more a year for eight, nine, ten years to get this guy. All right. And then he's going to have to come back and say, judge is our guy. And we're going to have to, as my dog barks, he's a fucking delivery man. He's going to be able to go the how and say, judge is our guy and it's going to cost 30 million a year and six years or whatever to keep this guy. And we're already playing Stanton 28 million or 22 million because of the discount. And then we're paying this guy. Now we got to pay Gary if Gary is the guy and, and we rehashing this, but this is how many of those does he get to say? And whoever is a free agent next year, because we haven't even looked at that. If the Yankees want to upgrade at, let's say, third base or second base or any of their outfields spots, if they're going to trade people, or if there's too many guys that are just getting injured. How many of those guys will he be able to convince Hal that it is 30 million plus a year? Before Hal Steinbrenner says no. All right. Because he's not going to have a $400 million payroll. All right. He's not going to have a $300 million payroll. Unless the threshold goes up. Which who knows. I don't know one way or the other. We're going to have to see what, you know, who gets what in the in the negotiations. There's most likely going to be a lockout, but who knows how long that's going to last. And hopefully it's settled before spring training, because if not, there's going to be a mad dash for free agents at that point, because once there's a lockout, nothing can happen. So we have to, you know, that's why things are kind of happening now before the first, before the contract expires. But don't kid yourself. 
He's not going to overspend now before the deal even happens. Because what if it, you know, goes from 210 to 180, 170? He's going to be way over that. And the tax threshold is going to cripple him. And he's going to cry poverty, even though we all know better. And believe me, I'm not a bootlicking guy. You know, I'm always for the working man. And I don't like protecting billionaires' assets, but I'm just telling you who he is and who he has shown to be. And yeah, I'm sure that the budget has increased. They're going to spend money this year. Believe me, they're going to spend. They're not going to spend as crazy as you think they are. They're going to make trades. And they might sign one or two big free agents, which will most likely be Verlander. Because I think it'll definitely be a pitcher and one of the shortstops. Now, most people think it's going to be Seager. A lot of people hope that it's Correa. We'll see. Could be uh, could be Baez. I think it'll be where they, they think they can get the most value at the least amount of money and with the flexibility of being able to move that person, whether it's next year or the year after. That's what I believe is going to happen. Or I could be 100% wrong, and maybe Hal will open up the bank vault and do whatever it, it takes to win. Because people don't want to admit to it. But the Yankees, as the best team in baseball, is always good for the sport. Because it's the most recognizable brand out there. And it builds the world brand easily. Which makes money for the game. Does nothing for the people in America. You either hate the Yankees or you love the Yankees. Doesn't change your life unless you know you love the Yankees. Then it's great. But the owners don't think that way. And if the Yankees win. They'll find a way to make money off of it somehow. Think about when the Yankees go to other cities to play. Those tickets are always increased. Why? Because it's the brand. So everybody makes money when the Yankees are big. And don't kid yourself. How will make money off of it too? He will definitely recoup some of that back, if not all of it back somehow. Somehow merchandise, whatever they do, he owns the brand. So he's going to make his money one way or the other. But he is a businessman, and he will try to spend the least amount of money he can to get to where he wants to be. And he's done it before. This isn't the old man running the team anymore. People need to you know, forget that. He's been dead 11 years now. He ain't coming back. Hank was more like him, and Hank is gone. How runs this team? Sure, they're limited partners, but nobody tells him. He runs this team. And he has his brain trust, and he, they work out all the fucking details of what he wants to be done. And Cashman is no different than anybody else. But how many great sales does he have left to give the how where I need you to spend this money? And if he fails at that, well, how many years and chances is he going to have left to be able to make another pitch like that? Because if you come in, you know, everybody's got the white whale of the fucking uh, 
you know, free agency, there's always that guy out there. And it looks like it's Correa this year, and he's that guy. And if Cashman goes to the wall and says, I need this guy, you have to get me this guy, Hal. And it fails and it blows up in this face, and they're like the Dodgers with the number one payroll in the world. And it blows up every all the moves that how uh, that Cashman makes this year blows up in his face. How many more chances does he get? Because you know, look how we are with him, where we're bitching about the moves he made and we're bitching about this, and 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 some of them have panned and some of them have paid off. At some point, the guy who's writing the checks is gonna be like, you know, you're costing me this much money, and it's doing shit. It has to start paying off. So if he goes to the wall this year and says, I need these guys, these are the guys we have to get. It has to pan out this year. We got guys who are getting older on this team now. We got contracts coming up. The arbitration guys, the big arbitration guys next year, that's it. This is the last year for arbitration. They're going to be free agents. Big money is going to have to be spent on them if we want to keep them. All right, it's not always about this year, it's about the year next and the year after that. You have to consider all these things. Remember I, what I said before, you keep an eye on things like it's a chessboard because you have to see the moves ahead. Otherwise, you're not long for this game. And it's not about the move you make right now, it's about the total amount of moves that are needed to win because you can go for that big move right now and then the next move or two moves three moves from now you can be knocked out everything has to be accounted for everything has to be looked at all right that's where the game is won or lost so on that note Let me check Twitter one last time. Just to make sure that I'm not missing it. And let's see. Let me click on the trending and then we'll end the show. Nothing yet. Okay. (laughs) That's funny. Um, yeah, nothing yet. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And, and whether it's tonight, tomorrow, if it happens tonight, I'll record tomorrow too. And then, you know, as soon as it happens, we'll, we'll have a whole Olsen episode and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about how Cashman's a genius or he gave up too much. We're going to talk about it all. So stick with us as always. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your family, tell everybody to follow, subscribe, like, comment, review, do whatever you need to do. Uh, we're on basically every platform. So if you subscribe, you'll definitely get the notifications when it comes up. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Savage Empire Pod. I look forward to talking to all sorts of new people. All you new friends out there who are listening to the show, hit me up on Twitter. That's where I'm at. And we'll talk. We'll bullshit. Obviously, we'll keep everything positive. We'll talk about the Yankees. and. You know, I love you guys. You're, you're the best. It, it, it amazes me every week that people listen to what I have to say 
and tend to agree with me for the most part. And if you disagree with me, that's fine too. Just, you know, I'm not always right. I have my opinion. I have my perspective on things, but I love it. I love that we engage on Twitter and you know what? I ain't going nowhere, man. We're going to keep doing this forever. And like I said, I'm going to have guests on soon and we're going to talk to those people. And, and I'm, I'm trying, I want to plan something that's huge, but I'm going to have to talk to some people about it. So without any spoiler alerts, that could be something hopefully right before spring training, we can get that done. I'm going to talk to about five different people and you probably, you'll know who they are once I get them on board. So I'm going to try to get that going, but until next time, I want you all to stay safe. Try not to fight with each other out on Twitter or anywhere else. Um, just hang in there. Enjoy the rest of the week. It's getting to be Christmas time. Don't stress out. Everything will work out in the end. All right. Love you guys. Remember to follow me. Talk to me on Twitter. And as always, go Yankees. Thanks for listening to The Savage Empire. Subscribe and leave a comment wherever you listen. Follow us on Twitter at Savage Empire Pod. And of course, go Yankees.